0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines, and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning. I'm Alice Dempster, and I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 29th of September. In your Squiz today, the Army marches north, ranking Australia's movers and shakers, Meta recruits some celebrities, and a weekend brekkie recipe. This is your Squiz today. Defence Minister Richard Miles yesterday outlined some significant changes to the Australian Defence Force. He says it's to align our army with the challenges in Australia's strategic environment. And experts say it's the biggest shake-up in more than a decade. It will see about 800 Army personnel relocate from Adelaide. They'll head to Townsville, Darwin and Brisbane and they'll get there by January 2025.
1: Yeah, the majority of them will end up in Townsville as will all of the Army's heavy armour. So we're talking about things like the military hardware tanks, armoured vehicles, self-propelled howitzers, uh, also half of its helicopters. And this is off the back of the Defence Strategic Review it was handed to the government in April. That review was about setting a roadmap to have the Australian Defence Force adjust to the times. And that means being ready to respond to an ambitious China in the Indo-Pacific region.
0: That's right. Miles says that moving the troops will mean that the Army has a concentration of people and capabilities in Australia's north, and that will make it easier to deploy for training, major exercises, or to support our partners and allies in the region – He says their focus will be on missions to maintain peace, security and prosperity along coastlines in the Pacific. And he didn't mention China, but the experts say that's what it's about.
1: Yep, it always seems to come back to China, doesn't it? (laughs) And that saw Chinese officials respond yesterday. A foreign ministry spokesperson said that they're committed to maintaining peace and stability. And this is the quote, they hope relevant countries will not hype up the so-called China threat narrative. The Coalition has also responded to the restructure. Its defence spokesman is Andrew Hastie. He reckons the move will shrink and disperse the army and he says that that will make us weaker.
0: Yeah, there's lots of views about what Australia's defence forces should be doing. Claire Adelaide's been marked as the loser in this restructure. So as the squizzer's South Australian rep, it's obviously my duty to defend <laughs> it. The ADF says it will still have lots of presence in Adelaide. It'll be home to Australia's future long-range strike and surface-to-air missile systems, along with our new submarine fleet that's being built. The Australian Financial Review has dropped its latest power list, Claire. And a number of high-profile Aussies in key industries have made the cut.
1: Yeah, so on the business side, the Commonwealth Bank's Matt Common came out on top of the business list, uh, followed by BHP boss Mike Henry and then there's Fortescue Chairman Andrew Twiggy Forrest. As for which Australians wielded the most cultural power this year, you don't really need a crystal ball to know that Sam Kerr has been (laughs) huge. She won the number one spot. Um, She was followed by Margot Robbie, who, of course, has had the biggest film in the world this year. Uh, she was behind that right from the start. We've got Federal Arts Minister Tony Burke and then the no campaigners on the referendum, Jacinta Jimpa price and Lydia Thorpe.
0: And, Claire, the big ones that Australia's power players sweat on are the overt and covert power lists. On overt power, that's PM Anthony Albanese for the second year in a row And according to the judges, the person wielding the most power behind the scenes is Trade Minister Don Farrell. Danushka Gunathilika is a Sri Lankan cricket player who was charged with sexually assaulting a woman who he met on a Tinder date in Sydney during last year's T20 World Cup. Yesterday, in a Sydney courtroom, he was found not guilty.
1: Yeah, and this has been in the news quite a bit since then because he's an international cricketer, but also because of the circumstances of his arrest were pretty dramatic. He was arrested in the very early hours at his hotel, just hours before he was due to fly home. And what happened during the case is the Crown argued that he removed a condom during intercourse without the woman's knowledge. But yesterday, the judge, Sarah, Huggett said that the complainant didn't have a clear memory of how the condom ended up on the floor. The judge
0: also said that her impression was that Gunathilika was doing his best to be truthful. And for his part, he was suspended from cricket after the arrest. So outside court yesterday, he said that he wants to restore his reputation and get his career back on track. If you've ever wanted to chat with your favourite celebrity or sports star, Mark Zuckerberg and his company Meta might have the solution. It's just launched some new celebrity-inspired chatbots, which I personally find a little disconcerting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of an interesting new spin on the AI theme, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So Meta, of course, is the parent company of Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp, and they've unveiled a series of artificial intelligence chatbots at its developer, conference that was happening this week. Uh, The company has enlisted celebrities like Snoop Dogg and Kendall Jenner. Uh, (laughs) They're lending their personalities to different chatbots. They've also recruited Sam Kerr. It's the second time we get to talk about her today. Uh, They're not being themselves though. They're taking on these personas. And for Sam, she's going to be a free-spirited friend (laughs) named Sally. Uh, These chatbots will apparently specialise in certain topics and Zuckerberg says that they're more about entertainment than just answering questions. So, look, don't go thinking you can have a chat to Sam about the World Cup or anything like (laughs) that. You can have a chat to free-spirited Sally.
0: In fact, Claire, after all that build-up from you, unfortunately for Aussies, we won't be able to ask Sam. Or Sally, anything just yet. Mm. The chatbots are only available to US users for now.
1: (laughs) We'll get them soon, no doubt
0: I don't know any sneakerheads myself, but I do know enough about them to know that they're called sneakerheads, and this is a PSA for them, really. Nike Air Jordans, which have been a big ticket collector's item over the years, are dropping in value.
1: I know a couple of sneakerheads. These are guys who have like cupboards (laughs) full of sneakers. (laughs) They've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on their collection. So this is going to be particularly heartbreaking for some (laughs) of them. Uh, So, yeah, look, a pair of Air Jordan 13s that were worn by Michael Jordan, of course, the partner with Nike in creating these, he wore them in the 1998 NBA finals. They sold for a record $2.2 million. But there is new data out from an insights firm that says that some Jordan shoes Their value has been dropping. Uh, When you're looking at the retro highs, uh, they have been considered a real collector's must have. And they sold for about a 61% premium in 2020. This year, that premium has dropped to about 4%. So they're not accumulating value like they used to.
0: Yeah. And some of the data even shows that some styles are selling for a loss. (laughs) Analysts say that it might be because the Jordan brand has peaked given it has more competitors in the sneaker market, which have been gaining popularity. And Claire, I just want to mention that I wanted to work a slam dunk reference into this, but (laughs) the story seems like the
1: opposite. (laughs) Yeah, good observation.
0: Friday Lights, Claire. What have you got for
1: us today? Look, a friend gave me a really great recipe a couple of weeks ago for some blueberry pancakes. She said that they were very nice and fluffy. Uh, and it's a very, very simple recipe. So I made them last weekend and they were really terrific. So if you fancy a bit of pancake action, uh, particularly if you're in places that have a long weekend this weekend, <laughs> it's a really good time to crack out this recipe, I reckon. Who
0: doesn't fancy some pancake action on the weekend, oh, Claire? Delicious. That's my question. (laughs) I'll pop the link to that in the episode notes today. We mentioned this briefly yesterday, but there's a couple of Grand Finals going on tomorrow.
1: Yeah, so kicking off tomorrow afternoon, we've got the AFL. uh, And then, of course, we go into Sunday when it's... Daylight savings time too, Alice. So put your <laughs> clocks forward for that. Um, it's the NRL and the NRLW finals. Uh, Kate and I go through all of this in the Saturday Squiz. so you can have your times, what TV channels you need to watch. Got a couple of suggestions of you know cracking out the footy francs, which is really helpful. <laughs> so we'll go through all of that for you. Good one,
0: Claire. You mentioned
1: daylight savings there, which
0: means there's a long weekend in some states this weekend. So We'll be back with you on Tuesday. In the meantime, have a great Friday and long weekend. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, And why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.